0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Not Your Typical Church podcast, a place for doubters, heretics, and dissenters to have realistic discussions about religion, culture, and the future of this thing called church. As always, I'm your host, J.T. Young, coming to you from Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, and today I'm having a conversation with one of my friends, one of my uh, parishioners here at Beaver, uh, about guns and uh, common sense gun legislation in the states, Lauren Peck is involved with the local Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America group, and uh, she was nice enough, to, nice enough to come and talk to us today about uh, the gun debate in America. Lauren, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, introduce yourself to our uh, our folks on the other end, and you know, feel free to share whatever you like.
1: Awesome. Um, We've lived, my family and I have lived in Lewisburg for going on six years now. Um, We came by way of Massachusetts, we lived in Boston for about 10 years. Um, My husband and I are here, he's a professor at Bucknell, Um, I'm a public school teacher, teach middle school, we have two kids, Um, but yeah, but I grew up in Littleton, Colorado and that was my introduction um, to gun violence. being a middle schooler when the Columbine High School massacre happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really impacted my life from that point on mm-hmm. and still does. So,
0: yeah. So, how did you uh, get involved with moms specifically? I know there are groups that. Uh, do similar types of things? How did you get involved with moms?
1: Yeah. You know, I had actually never heard of moms demand action for gun sense. Um, they came out of, um, Shannon Watts founded moms demand action, um, after the Sandy hook massacre. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I had never heard of them. And it was actually right after, um, the mass shooting in Las Vegas that I had a friend in Lewisburg, um, who she and I were having a conversation and she said, you know, we're not helpless. Mm -hmm. And stuck with me because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to not be helpless mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in you know just this incredible devastation and trauma of gun violence in our country. Um, and coincidentally, this friend of mine was um, a member of our local Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense chapter, um, and I went with her to a meeting. Um, yeah. And originally that meeting, there's probably like 15 people around this table. Mm-hmm. Um, what stood out to me in that meeting, that was unlike anything I had done before, was that there was a coordinated strategy mm-hmm. for um, the type of legislation that we were looking at. Um, it's a nonpartisan organization. Um, it supports responsible gun ownership and responsible gun owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just fascinating, and and the people at this table had so much knowledge and information, and they were meeting with local legislators. They knew about our state, um, you know, state senators and and our our state house and all these different districts. And I had no knowledge of that, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to tap into this. I really mm-hmm. this makes sense to me. Um, and you know, this was not that far after the twenty sixteen presidential election, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, I think a lot of people, there's a lot of political turmoil and I felt like I was doing everything as a, that I could as an individual to make my individual voice heard on issues that mattered to me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I yeah. wasn't really making a dent. Um, but again, here is this organization um, that is working on things across all political boundaries and spectrums. They're nonpartisan, but again, that coordinated strategy um, that there was, we were working towards a common goal in the state and then at the federal level Mm -hmm. was incredibly appealing. And it did not take long to be an attendant. And then I took on kind of a leadership role. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm, I just am transitioning into um, being the local group lead for our Mm -hmm. um, central Susquehanna Valley chapter. Cool. So yeah.
0: Yeah, so, cool. so so tell uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, obviously moms does some lobbying and yeah. pushing for legislation. So uh, what's kind of the comprehensive bird's eye view of, of all the different things that mom does? Moms does on a week to week, month to month basis. Yeah,
1: it's a great question. And um, again, like the more I've been involved, there's key components, and then there's you know there's so much more. I mean, Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense again at its most you know basic. Level, we are a grassroots organization um, working for gun violence prevention. Mm -hmm. Um, Violence prevention being the key. I think a lot of people, um, particularly in in this area, are concerned that we're a gun control group or that we are a lobby group. Um, We are not any of those things. We are working for an end to gun violence Mm -hmm. and ways to prevent that Um, in ways that are common sense, that that are sensible, that are for um, you know every that affect everybody. and so, um, yeah, I mean, so that's our mission. We have lots of different um, arms kind of of our, of our tree. Um, one of the ones that has been really meaningful to me, um, Moms Demand in Action has a program called Be Smart, mm-hmm. um, which is a program that we did here at Beaver. Yep, um, right. yep. But it's for adult caregivers on um, how to responsibly secure and store your firearms if mm-hmm. there's children and teens in your home. Um, If your child or your teen are at risk for any mental health behaviors, Mm -hmm. um, different things you can be aware of. um, And so those community presentations have been incredibly effective and helpful. Mm -hmm. Again, there's nothing to do with anything uh, political whatsoever um, because you can be a gun owner and be incredibly responsible and wanna keep your children safe. You can be a non-gun owner and want your child to be safe when they go play at somebody's house. And so that, the Beastmark program, um, is really outstanding and has gone out to, you know, hospitals, legislators, schools, community groups. It's been great. Mm -hmm. Um, we try to reach out and connect to different faith groups, um, in different Mm -hmm. communities, um, different marginalized people groups, Mm -hmm. um, because we all know that there are, um, specific minority groups who are at greater risk for gun violence than others. Um, and so try to work with those, um, again, try to be a, a voice in our community and then, um at the state and at the federal level. Um, we work with our legislators um, on sensible changes to gun laws. Mm-hmm. And um, we go after um, and support legislation that makes sense, um, that helps all walks of life safe, like in Pennsylvania. Um, Last year, big deal, Act 79, Mm -hmm. um, we worked on domestic violence legislation Mm -hmm. that helps um, protect victims of domestic abuse Mm -hmm. um, from their abusers. Um, Right now, we're currently working on, um, in Pennsylvania, again, this was um, proposed by a Republican senator, and it has bipartisan support, (laughs) um, extreme risk protection orders, ERPO laws, Mm -hmm. um, which are a temporary order um, to remove firearms from somebody who shows that they are at immediate risk of harming themselves or others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And these things make sense. Yeah. They make sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, a few months back, we ran a a speaker series called Hungry for Change here at Beaver. And we had some representatives from the local Moms Demand Action Group come out and give this presentation. It was fantastic. Um, So wherever you are, listener, on the other end, I encourage you to reach out to your local Moms chapter and uh, and bring that group to your school or, or faith group, because um, it was really really eye-opening um, and really uh, practical.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, again, the word prevention is so critical in the work of moms. Um, you know, accidental shootings by children, by toddlers, when they find an unsecured uh, firearm, these are preventable tragedies. Yeah. Um, that it, and there's things that adults can do. Um, to prevent these tragedies from happening. Mm -hmm. Um, It was incredibly eye-opening to me, you know, over my couple years of being involved with Moms Demand Action, you know, from my gender, race, you know all of positions of privilege that i hold i had a very singular no less traumatic but very singular experience with with gun violence and that is you know through mass shootings and school mm-hmm. safety and mm-hmm. that is my lens of gun violence but as i have um gotten more involved with this organization realizing that there are hundreds of thousands of americans that gun violence is a part of their everyday reality mm-hmm. um and being threatened with guns witnessing gun violence um being threatened by an intimate partner um that I would like to work for those people too yeah. and that they are my neighbors yeah um and that has been incredibly eye opening as well that mm-hmm. this work is to reduce gun violence for those that it's an everyday occurrence in their lives
0: yeah yeah. So, what what was it for you? You mentioned a little bit about how you were uh, you were in school during the Columbine shooting. You have school age kids now. Um, what is it about this? I mean, there are obviously lots of issues that people can rally behind. What is it about this issue for you that really animates you?
1: Yeah, I mean. <sighs> I I can't describe I I did not go to Combine High School that wasn't even my high school um it's about 15 minutes away from the house that I grew up in um you know new friends that were there had been there for soccer or volleyball tournaments and such so I mean definitely a part of the fabric of my community mm-hmm. um it, it I mean I can't, I can't even put into words how devastating and confusing that was to yeah. be 13 and and that was the first time that had ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just remember being so confused by it. And it, it just, none of it made sense. I asked my mom recently, um, I asked her how she was able to send us back to school after mm-hmm. Columbine happened. And she, you know, kind of got a little choked up. She said, honestly, I just thought, I thought it would never happen again. Mm-hmm. Like it was so destructive. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, I'm I'm a sensitive soul, and so I think um, I I carried that with me, um, just always trying to understand what went wrong. And then yeah. I was a college student um, when the Virginia Tech massacre happened. Um, and I was working in residence life at that time. Mm-hmm. And in a response to Virginia tech, one of the trainings that they had us do, which most public school systems are now implementing was called Alice training. Okay. And it was this thinking that you have options in a mass shooting situation and that you could, there's things that you could do to decrease the threat for yourself mm-hmm. or for others. Sure. Um, and when I initially went through that training, um, as a young adult, um, and it, you know, it's evolved since then. But I, I still could not believe that I was being asked to consider yeah. how to take down a gunman, how to yell out in the hallway what direction I thought bullets were coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it just, it, it still, it, it does not. Um, wow, it just didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Um, and as I've grown into adulthood, um, just realizing that there are things at the state and federal level, um, that we, that are of huge help to prevent these acts of gun violence. Mm -hmm. Um, there are things that we can do. Um, and as a parent now, I mean, I can't, I can't talk, I can't talk about it without crying. I can't talk about my own students in my classroom. Um, it, you know, it, um, it, it it just doesn't it doesn't need to be something that, you know, my twelve year old students or that my six year old think about or have to talk about. Yeah. Um and again just that that thought of prevention. Um we can prevent some of these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I, I mentioned when I introduced you that um, so you're a, a member here at Beaver Memorial. Um, so I'm just interested in in that aspect of getting involved with moms, but also just your sensitivity toward this issue and possibly others and just how your, uh, how your faith plays into that, how your, uh, how your faith informs your ethical convictions, which informs your ideas about preventative gun violence, these kind of things. Uh, if you wouldn't mind speaking into that a little bit.
1: I'll do my best. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. I mean, like, what, I guess what is so appealing to me, again, about Moms Demand Action, um, there's very few things in our country right now that are depoliticized, and and Mm. not that gun violence prevention is not political, um, but this organization, our organization, is nonpartisan and is seeking to work... Um, with those on of every political affiliation, you don't just have to be a Democrat or a Republican, right. um, but that that want to create more peaceful communities, neighborhoods, homes mm-hmm. um, across the state and across the country. And for me, I mean that that's that's it, right? Like that's right up in line um, with everything that I feel like Christ would rally behind, mm-hmm. would want us to be working towards. I mean, it also again just going back to um, understanding my own places of privilege Mm -hmm. um, and understanding that not everyone comes from those similar places of privilege um, and what does God call us to do but to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with him. So, you know, like these... working for justice for all people. Mm -hmm. Um, particularly when I am in a position that I can do that easily, you Mm -hmm. know, mom's demand action is an all volunteer organization. Nobody's getting paid. Mm -hmm. Um, which is great, but that's a luxury for a lot of people to, to be able to devote extra time outside of whether, you know, they work only in the home or they have multiple jobs outside of the home or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, not everybody has that time and my positions of privilege, like have set me up for that. And um, you have to use those well mm-hmm. um, and to learn. Um, we uh, Our conference, our national training conference, Gun Sense University is coming up in DC in August. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the missions for Moms Demand Action is really to elevate um, women and people of color um, Mm -hmm. in training.
0: Um,
1: You know, again, going back to there's an everyday gun violence reality for hundreds of thousands of Americans. um, And I have something to learn from that. I need to listen. I need to shut my mouth and listen. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I need to be vocal, but sometimes (laughs) I need to listen. Um, And so just learning from these women, being on... You know, state and national training calls with people. Um, again, just just em- embracing these are these are God's people. Not to be like super hokey, um, mm-hmm. but I I need to participate in that mm-hmm. work. Um, it's holy work. It's good work it's not always flashy. It's not always like, I mean, honestly sitting there calling your legislators or like going to a meeting that is like, I mean, I, I think I also naively had this vision that advocacy, um, you know, is like TV cameras, you know, and it's not that, Yeah, it's
0: not, it's not always sexy. No, it's not sexy. It's (laughs) very
1: seldom is it ever sexy. Um, but again, like I go back like that, the humility of, of Christ, um, that's it, right? Like, that's it. There's not, like, any more... I don't know. There's no... I mean, this is, like, this is good stuff. And it reaches... Again, it reaches everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, no one in our country is untouched by gun violence. Mm-hmm. No one is anymore. Mm-hmm. The fact that my six-year-old has had to have conversations about, you know, barricading his classroom door, yeah. he is now intimately impacted by gun violence. Yeah. The child who's on the street and witnesses his brother cousin father being shot is obviously in, in far more trauma than than my son is hearing about yeah. it but is impacted by gun I mean nobody's untouched mm-hmm. um and nobody wants it yeah um i can't think of any you know citizen that doesn't want their family their friends to feel safe mm-hmm. um you know, it's like that primary, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like the, you know, that yeah. safety piece is yeah. like so primal. Yeah. Um, again, like I just, I just can't speak highly enough of this group and this organization to working towards that in a sensible way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not as crazy, um, again, like supporting the rights that are established in our country, yeah. whatever your personal beliefs on that are, yeah. um, but again, like making change to prevent Mm -hmm. the violence. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And you've, uh, you've mentioned a few times, um, the, uh, uh, certain that you have a certain, uh, privilege, um, by virtue of your, uh, race and by virtue of your position and, life that you can devote time to this and, and that there are certain groups, uh, that are at higher risk for gun violence. Right. And so, um, if you can, uh, speak to this, whether it's in your local chapter or nationally, um, uh, what, what is kind of the makeup of moms? I mean, is there, is there, are there large contingencies of people from those, uh, communities that are largely at risk, more at risk than others that make up moms, or is it mostly, uh, uh, people on the other side that are trying to reach it. Is it, what, what does that balance look like?
1: Yeah. What's that kind of that demographic? I mean, you know, the great thing about mom's demand action is that we're a national organization. So, um, you know, we have representation all across the country. Mm -hmm. Um, we are the grassroots, um, kind of subsidiary is not the right word, but we're the grassroots boots on the ground of, um, every town for gun safety It's the, the national level. Um, and, We've got representation with Moms Demand Action from all over the place. Um, you know, going into Gun Sense University in D.C., one of the things that they are trying to do is actually connect those people who are in. Um, you know, different might, I don't want to say necessarily minority groups, but um, that would connect on this issue in a, in a very specific way. For example, there's a group for those living in rural communities mm-hmm. um, because the presence of firearms in rural communities looks very different than it does yeah. in an urban community, and a suburban community. Um, there is very strong in Moms in Action, rep- um, LGBTQ representation, mm-hmm. um, again, just because of the prevalence of, um gun violence, um, you know, homophobia carried out by gun violence, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. towards, you know, gay, lesbian, transgender persons. Um, so African-Americans, um, again, people of faith, clergy would mm-hmm. also be of like-minded, um, groups there. So, um, I think there's a recognition, a major recognition of, again, just kind of joining those voices, um, you know, getting each, you know, each, subgroup or or so to speak, um, you know, can speak to this crisis in our country in a unique and specific way. Mm -hmm. Um, we, one of the things we had to do, which again, I mean, speaks to I think the strength and the professionalism of this organization. Um, but we, in preparation for Gunsense University this year, we had to do some prerequisite training and one of them was on implicit bias. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was outstanding. Um, and everybody who is going, no matter where you are coming from, Mm -hmm. what your race, gender, class privilege is. Um, Everybody is going into already having tapped into whatever their implicit biases are. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's invaluable. Um, and it's invaluable in, in, in this kind of work because again, like we can't, um, we can't be blind to the reality of another person. If their experience is teaching them something, it's going to teach us all something, even if it's not my shared experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, and so again, like I th- and I think too, you know, the the types of bills that we um work to support, um I really think champion um you know, people from from all over um, cuz again, nobody's untouched by this. So yeah. um so yeah. So I do and our our presence in rural communities in, Pen- in Pennsylvania specifically, but across mm-hmm. America, that is really growing. Um, yeah. and that didn't used to be the case, but when I first joined mom's demand locally, uh, again, there was like 15 people around the table. We have over 150 active members mm. currently in 2019 in, yeah. in just our central Susquehanna Valley chapter. Yeah. Um, and that's hugely telling Um, And moms, oh, I forgot to even mention too, this is another leg of of moms, but um, we have a survivor network um, Mm. that seeks to offer support um, and elevate the voices of survivors Mm -hmm. should they want that. Um, Not every survivor of gun violence wants to share their story, Um, but if that is something that they want, um, we have a network that works to support, um, provide care cards, provide counseling if it's needed, Mm -hmm. um, and help survivors feel empowered to share their stories, um, yeah. when they want to. Cool. Um, and again, just locally getting to know, um, different members of our chapter who have all been, um, many have been intimately impacted, um, by gun violence. Uh, again, these are just stories that I, I didn't know. I just did not know how common, yeah. uh, gun violence is until yeah. I really got involved.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so
0: yeah. Now this isn't uh, this isn't a question I asked you to prepare. So don't. uh Oh, I'm nervous. Be... <laughs> Hopefully, I'm not catching you off guard. You probably but, will. Yeah. So um, in terms of uh, being subject to uh, the effects of gun violence and gun-related deaths and all these things, um, obviously, in the last several years, we've seen more and more come to light this. Um, Uh, this phenomenon of police officers killing specifically unarmed African American men um, via their service weapons. So um, now, obviously this is different. This is a different issue than what moms <laughs> tackles, right. And so, might
1: be outside my area of expertise. <laughs> yeah. So, so
0: does just uh, in the general realm of of mom, does moms speak into this at all? Is this something that's really on moms' radar, or is is this pretty much a civilian based training? And
1: it's a great question. So i I can't speak super intelligently on that specific area. I mean, the so the best I can tell you. Um, I mean, again, because so moms has presence in, you know, I would say every major city in America. Um, and I would imagine if that is part of, you know, the local conversation Mm -hmm. that moms demand action would certainly participate, um, in that conversation, but I can't speak to the specifics or how, um, it is, you know, federally right now we are supporting, um, changes in the background check system to Mm -hmm. update those for the modern age. Um, But specifically to the presence of, um, you know, certainly um, the data um, currently showing um, that black men um, are -hmm. more likely to be shot and killed um, than any other minority group. Um, It is something that I know that our organization keeps track of it and is aware of, but mm-hmm. specifically in terms of police yeah. training and firearms, like I can't speak to that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just the, uh, the comment you made that just made me think of it was when you were talking about the implicit bias training. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know, um, how much or if any of that goes into, um, training of law enforcement officers at any level. Um, but it seems like those things really go hand in hand with the rise of, the trend we're seeing and, uh, and the use of weapons in that field. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I mean, and again, like, I mean, you can't negate the complexity of all that goes into the topic of gun violence. Yeah. Um, again, because right now in our country, it is stretching its hand across every left center, nook and cranny everywhere. Yeah. Um, it is an incredibly complex issue and I, you know, will not pretend to understand, again, what that looks like in the challenges within cities versus a rural area versus again, like, you know, certain homes, certain, you know, all these different things. Um, but you know, currently in our country, black men are 14 times more likely mm. to be shot and killed wow. just in general, not necessarily by, by a police officer, right. but just in general yeah. than a white man.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that statistic is staggering. I yeah. mean, it's just shocking.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and maybe it's not maybe it's not shocking to the people who are listening and and I you know those of us who you know if you're aware of of what's going on in modern society maybe it's not yeah um but again i mean every month 50 american women are shot and killed by intimate domestic partners mm. um not necessarily domestic just an intimate partner
0: yeah. um
1: but again that that should shock us yeah um that women are that much more likely um to be the victim of gun violence in a in an intimate partner situation than mm-hmm. another gender, yeah. um, And you know there's statistics like that all over the place, but
0: yeah. What are the? Do you know um, off the cuff? Uh, so obviously women are at a higher risk mm-hmm. than men um, to be shot and killed um, and in a
1: domestic situation. In a, in a, in a, domestic, in
0: a it's the domestic violence situation. In a domestic violence situation. Um, so what? How does that translate out as we? um, look at LGBT specifically, I know trans, um, black trans women are specifically, um, uh, at a high risk of being killed. Um, how does, uh, uh, well, one, how, how do those statistics kind of compare if you could speak to that? Or, um, how does, uh, I know you mentioned that there's, there's an LGBT presence in moms. Mm -hmm. Um, how does that at the national level at these large training events really Mm -hmm. play out? Are there specific voices that are it's a great question. Community. I
1: would love to come back after I'm back from GSU yeah. and talk to you about I it because it yeah. it's the first year I've been. Um, I am certain that there are statistics on that. Do I have them in front of me right now? No. Yeah. Um, but yes, I am absolutely certain there are, um, yeah. you know, coming up in September, um, you trigger this by thinking about um, the prevalence of suicide right now amongst the transgender community. Mm -hmm. Um, September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Mm. And, um, you know, that's the other side of gun violence that we don't talk about, that, you know, two-thirds of gun deaths are suicides. Mm. Um, And the the level of fatality when a firearm is present in a suicide attempt Mm -hmm. is all the more likely to actually be fatal than when it's not. Um, And so, again, when we think about um, particularly our youth um, who are coming out, who are transitioning whatever their experiences and their support in their lives, um, or adults um, who are ostracized for their sexuality or their sexual identity, Mm -hmm. um, we cannot ignore... um, the rate of suicide that's going up in right. our country um, and again the increase in fatality when a gun is present yeah um and so um i know that there are statistics on that yeah. um again i don't have them in front of me i can get them for you
0: yeah
1: um but it's very real
0: yeah and we uh when we did the the be smart program here at beaver we had talked about this um i think this specific phenomenon of uh young Persons' suicide attempts and young uh, LGBT people's suicide attempts, with the other side of it being the uh, the practical. Uh, you know, here's how you should be storing your weapons. Here's you know, yeah. um, because those rates go way way down, right? When yeah. when weapons are stored properly and yep. are and are not Locked. easily accessible Correct. and. It's the Um,
1: accessibility. It's the accessibility. Um, so if somebody is in a mental health crisis, if they're a child, Mm -hmm. um, if they, you know, are not, don't have the same, you know, knowledge that adults hold, hold about how to safely utilize, you know, use a weapon, um, when those are accessible to kids and Mm at-risk teens, um again, as we can all surmise, and we've all heard stories on the news and read articles, um, again, the potential for violence committed to themselves accidentally to another yeah. child to a teen. Um, I mean, it's it's just on it's just on the rise on the rise on the rise. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, not all, but most of our school shooters mm-hmm. have either obtained their weapons legally or obtained them in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, teenagers, I'm a middle school teacher. I love them dearly. Um, but you know, your frontal lobe has not developed yet. So this ability yeah. to foresee consequences, you know, they're impulsive. they're irrational at times. Um, things get very highly emotionally charged. Yeah. And when a firearm is present, uh, you know, right then and there, the opportunity f- for harm, I mean, it just increases exponentially. Yeah. Um, and if we can prevent those kinds of tra- tragedies, even with just as simple things as safely, responsibly storing your weapons, storing mm-hmm. firearms, um, you know, storing your firearm in a locked safe where your kids don't have the combination, storing ammunition in a separate locked safe. Yeah. I mean, these are just simple things. And again, this is why Moms Demand Action is so great. So many gun owners are responsible. We can't forget that. Like, yeah. We cannot forget that most people... If they are a firearm owner, use those firearms perfectly responsibly, mm-hmm. and that's a right that they're afforded by their by the Constitution and yeah. a right that you know should be protected as a citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a lot of education to go through to make yeah. sure that everybody does that and everybody values that. Yeah. Um, we have to see the importance, and that's why you know our Be Smart training. You know, sitting with a a group of friends, and I've sat with groups of friends through so many of of the trainings, but everyone's like, oh my gosh, I never thought to even ask, are you firearm owners? And if you are, you know, do you safely store your weapons before my six-year-old comes to play? Yeah. Because, again, nobody wants a tragedy, but kids are kids. Yeah. And... um, it, it it needs to be a normal part of our conversation for the safety of our kids and yeah again the more we can normalize those conversations and increase their exposure um, you know the safer everybody is
0: yeah, um, yeah. and um, walking back just a, a couple minutes um, in the discussion of accessibility and school shootings and you kind of, you have you, you're the perfect person candidate to answer this question, (laughs) having your foot and one foot in the mom's camp and one foot in being a teacher. Um, but to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well there, you know, there's, uh, many, uh, politicians and folks that want to introduce this legislation that requires teachers to know how to handle a firearm that requires them to keep a firearm in the classroom. Um, uh, whether, whether it's, you're wearing your own, personal thinking cap or as a teacher or from your mom's perspective? I mean, what is, what are your thoughts on this solution to the school shooting phenomenon? Are you
1: talking about the solution to school shooting or about arming teachers?
0: What are your thoughts on arming teachers as the solution? where people are proposing. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's wonderful that I can tell you about the conversation about arming teachers is that, um, both the American Federation of Teachers and the National Education Association. So these are the the two you know most prominent union teachers right. unions in our country yeah. have said no. Hmm. Um, your the union that supports our school resource officers have said no. Mm-hmm. Um, our uh, national and local police officers um, and their union representation has all said no that this is not um, a move in the right direction. Yeah. Um, particularly, you know, you consider. Um, specific to school shootings um, if you can picture how chaotic that environment is for a police officer to enter yeah. um, I, I can only imagine what the scene would be inside but you know school shootings happen in minutes yeah. and they're done yeah. um, Parkland I think was six minutes. Yeah. Columbine was less. Uh, I think Sandy Hook was less. So, I mean, we, again, we are talking minutes of time. Yeah. So the chaos inside a building, when a police officer enters, if you have multiple people with firearms that could be raised or could be pointed, not knowing who's the perpetrator, who are victims. Yeah. I mean, that only increases the chaos. It only yeah. makes their job harder. I, I truly do understand the intent yeah. behind wanting to arm teachers, I understand the thinking that, oh well, maybe somebody in- inside could have this. Could be a safer way to yeah. end the violence. It could be a quicker. It could be more expedient. But, yeah. um, you know, when all of our professional organizations for resource officers, our police, and our teachers yeah. are saying that this is not a safe choice, yeah. um, we have to listen to that. I think that's responsible. Um, these are our people who are doing the work. Mm-hmm. So we have to listen to them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and again, in in just I mean, I can see the logic so clearly. Um, and again, also from a teacher's perspective, if there are again, you go back to that accessibility. Yeah. Um, I, you know, feel very strongly that most teachers would tell you mm-hmm. that increasing a student's accessibility to a firearm is not the safe choice. Not everybody may agree with that, but I really, most educators would tell you that particularly again, like those, well, anybody, it's not just young children or teens. Um, so again, just decreasing that accessibility, Mm -hmm. um, and putting the focus on all responsible measures for responsible age appropriate firearm owners, Mm -hmm. um, is the right way to go. Yeah. Um, And, yeah. And so, um, you know, moms demand action because that is part of the national conversation. They watch, they're watching guns in schools, um, bills and all their different variety and arming teachers very closely. Mm -hmm. Um, You might, that might be something we see being talked about a lot. Um, But again, like, I mean, really pay attention to what our professionals are telling us and every single one of them is saying no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As an organization. So, Well, let's uh, let's delve a little deeper um, <laughs> into some of the. I mean, we talked about how this is an extremely complex uh, problem, complex. and um, if we get down to something that's a bit more foundational, a bit more of the philosophical basis. Um, I mean, and as a person of faith, as people of faith, right? I mean, we uh, as Christians we believe in this kingdom of God, right? This yeah. perfect reality that. At some point, will be established on Earth. Um, on
1: my best days, I believe on your, in that. Yeah, on yeah, my I best say, days,
0: yeah. Say so some some days I, I wake up and I'm just from... an atheist, yeah. and some days <laughs> you know I wake up and I'm. Uh, who I'm knows not, what? but yeah, who knows why? That's exactly. right. I stole yeah. that
1: from a uh, Rachel held Evans, who's a personal heroine of my faith journey. Um, yeah. there are some times when I've listened to her speak and she, she does, she uses the disclaimer on days when I believe this to be true Yeah, and I've
0: always so appreciated that. Maybe I, think I that's should, awesome. that's, that should that's, maybe I should start all my <laughs> sermons. Yeah. Disclaimer. Perfect. Yeah. I, I believe this when I wrote it. Maybe not today. Maybe yeah. yeah.
1: Something happened today. Something
0: but. happened today. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. All are off, um, but yeah, so just, um, you know, if, if we were to think about right in a perfect world, yeah, right. In a perfect world in the kingdom of God, whatever you want to call it, whatever your language or your, uh, your faith tradition. I mean, uh, what, you know, uh, what do you think hap- what with firearms or, or what, you know, like a lot of what this is tied up in and what moms is doing is tied up in preventative violence. I mean, like, Obviously, you know, the, the goal is that you guys are trying to work yourselves out of a job, right? Totally. Yeah. Yes.
1: Right. Wouldn't this be great if there was no yeah. need for gun violence prevention yeah. groups or work or anything?
0: Yeah. 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 And so, um, as a, as a Christian, um, and as a, a person that is per, as is passionate about this, um, you know, in a, in a perfect world, you know, what, where do guns fit into that? I mean, where, if we're trying to continue to make this world better, and yeah. the idea that this world isn't the only possible world, and we can continue to improve, I mean, what's what's the end goal for I mean, something geez. like guns and firearms, right?
1: I mean, like when you talk about like perfect world, heaven on earth type, I mean, it's it's peace, mm-hmm. um, and I don't see where firearms or any weapon for that matter, any agent of harm, whatever it is. Again, and not that that's the intent of some of these things, but it sometimes is how they are used. Um, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's, it's harmonious. The, the factions that seem to divide up society, they're not there.
0: Um,
1: the need for defense. I mean, that's not, that's not the language of of heaven yeah. so like the language of of God and Christ um yeah. and and moving things towards community and towards equality and um, I mean I I don't know what heaven's going <laughs> to be like by any stretch of the word but it I mean I just I think like unity I think yeah. and whatever that whatever that means yeah. um but again like these I mean the labels or the disclaimers, um, you know, the the terms we tag on to people or groups before we say them, you know, like, you know, Asian American, um, you know, white woman, uh, mom, daughter, you know, like those things don't... I don't think those things exist in God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. things just are what they are. So, yeah. Um, and
0: that's, s- that's the hard, you know, um, at least... Trying to think about, um, you know, where, where we're, you know, if we're always trying, if every day is the next step and trying to make this world a little bit better, you know, like the, yeah. what, what, what the end game is. And, you know, cause we would both agree and I'm sure all, everybody in moms would agree that, you know, there's a particular use for some kind of weapons, whether it's hunting or Absolutely. hobby or, you know, um, and it's, it's, it gets really uh, fuzzy, right? When we, ask the question, you know, by nature of firearms existing, are we creating risk for people to be killed, right? Or, um, you know, will there ever be a time in which prevent, you know, where gun violence doesn't exist as such, but guns are used properly? I mean, that's, that really seems like the fundamental-
1: I mean, it's big, I mean, they're huge questions, and I think, again, as- you know, what guns were back in, you know, the origins of the constitution and what firearms are now, um, they're very different and that's not a judgment or a, you know, it's, it's, it's just what it, it's what it is and how technologies and things evolve. You know, we have to change over time Mm -hmm. with that. Um, And again, to not judge or make comments on whether or not, you know, those types of firearms should exist, you know, or not, um, but we have to we have to change and adapt as these things change and adapt. Mm -hmm. Um, again, for example, you know, updating our background checks, um, our current background check check system only works if you purchase a firearm from a licensed firearm Mm -hmm. dealer. Well, we live in the age of the internet. Like, let's be real, you know, like you can purchase something online and you can meet somebody, you know, in a parking lot and you can have an exchange of, you know, money for a firearm and, and nobody is required yeah. to run a background check on you. Yeah. Um, we've got to update that. We yeah. have to, it, it's the internet age and it, it doesn't stop you from responsibly legally purchasing a firearm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that just makes sense. Like it, mm-hmm. that is, it's for 2019, yeah. um, an update that needs to occur. Yeah. Um, and that will continue to be the case, mm-hmm. um, you know, as long as, you know, as long as that's you know, the way in law in America, um, as long as that second amendment is there, that we just have to, um, we've just got to keep updating. And I mean, again, like the, I've learned so much. It's so easy. However you side on whatever political issue you're looking at, um it's so easy to focus on what is not working mm-hmm. um or what is going wrong what is not there what is missing what yeah. is you know lacking all this different stuff. Um the wonderful thing that moms demand action has taught me is we got to look at what is there. Like yeah. all right so what is there and what what can we do what makes sense um while still affording people their rights and privileges mm-hmm. um but still acknowledging that you know this is a problem and that we have safety concerns and that you know, we have certain people groups that are disproportionately, um, impacted, um, Mm -hmm. and their lives threatened. Um, and, but there's, there's work that we can do that's not combative. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it's sensible, it's professional, it's diplomatic. Um, and so, I mean, not to get like too super like heavenly cheesy, but I mean, but that to me gives me a lot of hope for moving towards the kingdom of God on earth. Um, yeah. cause I didn't have a lot of hope for a long time and like yeah. seeing what is being done, mm-hmm. um, in the world of gun violence prevention, gives me actually a lot of hope, which is kind of a crazy thing to say <laughs> yeah. because I know this, the, you know, this, the state of things is very much built on fear right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but again, like just being able, I mean, I personally myself, I am not a firearm owner, but I know tons of people. Who are many of them I've met through Moms Demand Action, mm-hmm. and it's been wonderful. Like you yeah. can be a gun owner and be for responsible gun ownership and yeah. responsible, sensible gun laws. Like yeah. rock on, yeah. um, and just getting to meet people um, and and talk about that and work together and work toward the common good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just given me a lot of hope.
0: Yeah, and uh, you use the language of rights and privileges, um, and and this seems to be a fundamental. Uh, a fundamental difference between the way Americans and American government versus other governments think about this. Whereas in America it's a right to own a gun and in other countries it's treated as a a provisional privilege Mm, that, you know, uh, like here, you know, if you run someone down with your car, like you lose your license. Right. Right. Whereas in, you know, other countries, if you gun someone down, like you lose your privilege. So, um, and it, it, you can correct me if I'm wrong it, um, but America seems like a, pretty we're kind of a standalone case with the amount the sheer number of shootings yeah, correct um, this is
1: a uniquely American problem phenomenal. and academic right now yeah
0: yeah, yeah. It's and unique so, to us and so that's you know I guess one question would just be um, you know what what moms is doing is great uh, and needed for our current understanding of firearm ownership in the states Um but is is the solution um, to you know say ninety five percent of what's happening um, you know where you hear of some other countries will have you know had a mass shooting thirty years ago and they changed their laws and they haven't yeah, had one since yeah. right and we have one like every day um, I mean is that the is that the, the more fundamental end game is that we we've totally overturned the way we think about uh, gun ownership or is it, uh, is it a is there a way to Uh, continue to think about gun ownership as a right and be able to completely decrease our it's a good
1: question. Yeah. It's a great question. I mean, I can tell you there's a lot of sociologists who are interested in studying that very thing right now. Um I mean it's a great question. I think, you know, the only thing I the only way I can answer responsibly, I feel like, would be, you know, we have to work with what is right now. Right. Like we can envision and want to work towards a country and a world that we think could be, Mm -hmm. um, but you can never skirt around the reality of what is and what is in front of us. And, you know, for better or for worse, no matter what, how you think of it right now in our country, it is a right to own a firearm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have to work with that. We have to work with that. Yeah. Despite whatever my opinion is, your opinion, you know, the guy next door, whatever, yeah. um, that is a right at the moment in our mm-hmm. country. And we've got to do well with that. Um. Mm-hmm. And how do we? Um, how do we do well with that? What is responsible gun ownership in our country? What are we aiming towards mm-hmm. if that's the current status? And it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's lots of um, fascinating research and information coming out about... Um, talking about the gun violence epidemic in the United States, um, Mm -hmm. comparing the responses of other countries, um, and how it's been effective or not effective. Um, there's a lot of people talking about, um, you know, the culture that's prevalent right now in the U S that's very polarized, very partisan, very angry, um, you know, day to day gun violence, um, doesn't necessarily fall in this category, but, you know, the mass shootings that we are seeing typically seems to be, um, a white male, Mm -hmm. um, problem with our shooters. Um, and why is that? What's going on? Um, and again, I am not a sociologist, anthropologist, psychologist, so I can't even answer that, but, um, you can't, So, you know, so like both of these things are true, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have these rights, Mm -hmm. um, but we also have these issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and these are both sitting in front of us. These are reality. Um, Mm -hmm. so again, how do we work peacefully, um, towards safety for everyone? Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I mean, it's a complex issue. Everybody you talk to is going to probably have a different opinion on, on what that should look like. Mm -hmm. Um, however, um again, coming together and, and finding there's a there are a lot of good things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um and we can do in a nonpartisan, non-combative, peaceful way. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, one of the things that appeals to me about Methodism is its commitment to working for justice in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Um You know, I grew up, call myself a recovering evangelical, I grew up in the (laughs) evangelical church. And it was like, it was so amazing to me to see that like some sort of Christian Jesus following denomination Mm -hmm. could care about and work towards and not have blinders on issues of injustices in the country and want to move, move towards working towards harmony and and justice for marginalized groups. Um, you know, and gun violence prevention feeds, you know, it goes right into that, um, You know, we can't, I can't have blinders on. Um, You know, it just, and again, like that, I don't think that's what Jesus would want from us or call us Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I don't know if I've like totally answered your question or taken a winding circuitous (laughs) route uh, to get there. But I mean, what's real, right? Like what is real and what is true in front of us? Mm -hmm. And to look at that, and to find how we can build bridges forward.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. the work. Yeah, and, and I think it's a uh, it's work worth doing, and it's a uh, it, it's a great feature of moms to be taking what we have and continuing to try to improve it, make it more perfect and more uh, make it better for everybody. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah, well, and, it, and
1: it is, and that is. I mean, again, I think just for all Americans to realize that not one of us goes unscathed or unimpacted by gun violence. Um, All of us do. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that's like one of the most um, encouraging things for me to think about, Um, you know, especially as we talk about, you know, gun violence in schools and all this stuff. I mean, every single one of us wants to send our kids to school Mm -hmm. and know that they'll come back to us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And if we can't do that, if we don't feel like we live in a society that we can do that, well, what else? What else matters? Like, yeah. what else is there, honestly? Yeah. Um, and you know, again, like, if I really want to peel back the layers, that fear exists in other, you know, food insecurity and poverty. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these other right, like, things that steal our children. Yeah. Um, but gun violence does not have to be one of them. I think it's one of the most preventable and solvable Mm -hmm. things. Um, you know, I, I don't know how to solve poverty, food insecurity. I mean, I've got uh, some ideas maybe, but like, I don't, I really don't know how, but, um, again, like gun violence is very preventable.
0: Yeah. Especially Um, in relation to, I know we, we talked about this here a little bit and at the be smart. I mean, specifically with children. Absolutely. So oh my gosh. Preventable. So yeah.
1: preventable. So preventable. And you know, also, I mean, from a mental health standpoint too, I mean, that's another thing that moms has really brought into the picture for me. Um, you know, partnering with professionals in the mental health field, partnering with vet- with veterans and mm-hmm. veteran organizations and the prevalence of PTSD, depression, anxiety, um, you know, being a teacher, you know, so much of our training now, which wasn't the case when I started my career, you know, over 10 years ago, um, you know, just this, this, the importance and significance of mental health mm-hmm. in our children, and mm-hmm. our communities. Yeah. Um, and again, like if, if a, if a child or a teenager is going through, you know, months or periods of, of, you know, mental health crises or anything like that, again, just that, the accessibility of a firearm, Mm. um, increases the lethality so much. And and we, that's something that we can do. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's preventable tragedies. There's a lot of not preventable tragedies in the world, but this one certainly is. Um, so, and again, like partnering, finding those organizations that Mm -hmm. are like-minded. Um, there's a lot of crossover in this work, so Mm -hmm. it's good stuff.
0: Yeah. And, um, for anybody that may not be uh, familiar, what's, uh, what's moms is website that people oh, can yeah. find them at? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it's easy. Just MomsDemandAction.org. Okay. Um, maybe I think it's just that I'm trying to think of it's I'm pretty sure it's just MomsDemandAction.org. You don't need the four gun sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my gosh, you can Google it. You can yeah. Google moms demand action. You can Google every town, um, for gun safety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the cool thing about if you get onto Moms Demand Action website, um, you can click on the events tab and you type in your zip code mm-hmm. and it will pop up, um, you know, almost every chapter meets on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, we table at events in community um, to just, you know, get our message out there, let ourselves be known in a presence. Um, you can find Be Smart presentations you want to attend. Mm-hmm. So, and this can happen anywhere in the country. You just put in your zip code yeah. and you're there. Yeah. Um, so, again, like, that's the cool thing about there being so many chapters everywhere. Um, but and if if you're curious, if you want to know more, like, I was really nervous. I don't know why. I was just super nervous to, like, attend my first meeting. Yeah. Um, but, like, we have new members all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And there's ways to get involved. Like, you know, you may not be comfortable coming and sitting and talking on a podcast such as I am at this moment, not doing the best job, but whatever. Um, but like you can email your legislators Mm -hmm. and we send out calls to action like that all the time, you know, email your legislator, um, you know, support, um, you know, this, um, you know, we've got gun violence or gun violence, gun sense candidates, um, who are running for office, lend them your support, Mm -hmm. comment on somebody's Facebook page, Um, you know, wear orange for gun violence prevention. There's just so many things that you can do to support the work of gun violence prevention Mm -hmm. Um, and so go find out about it. Um, It's the time. Like now is the time. We're not helpless. Um, And if you want to see an end to gun violence, Mm -hmm. get out there and get going Um, and partner. I mean, I hate to tell you, but... Our senators don't read our Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I had that realization like a couple months ago. I was like, oh, nobody's reading this rant, except typically like my like-minded yeah. Facebook friends or Instagram, whatever. But like, oh, if I call mm-hmm. my senator, yeah. then they will listen, you know, or at least they'll record that I call them <laughs> this, you know. Um It it can
0: be, it can be a hard truth to, uh, you know, take away social media and you're no longer an activist. Yeah. See, that's,
1: oh my gosh. But that like, that's a hard, it's a hard, like come to Jesus moment. (laughs) Nobody is really, my social media is not impacting anything. Um, it feels good. It can feel good to get it out. But, um, I mean, again, and again, like not to be all hokey dokey moms, but, um, you know, m- meeting with the legislator mm-hmm. and having a conversation is incredibly empowering. Yeah. it's awesome. And local politics—this was my tip. From I have a um, really good friend who works on the Hill um, for a congresswoman, but. Um, she told me years ago that local politics, if mm-hmm. you want to make change, mm-hmm. you've got to get involved in the local level. Local politics is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Your state houses, your state senators, that's where change is at. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the names of your district reps, mm-hmm. get to know them. Mm-hmm. If you've never been to their office or placed a phone call, do it. Mm-hmm. Like that is where, change starts to occur is at the local and state level. Um, mm-hmm. and that was a huge shift for me was getting away from, and you know, I knew my senators were, yeah. um, and I've called offices, but, um, it really wasn't until I got involved a little more locally and at the state level mm-hmm. that I actually felt empowered that I was making a difference using my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage anybody who's listening, um, you know, figure out who your local reps are yeah, and, uh, get to know them vote vote mm-hmm. vote for gun sense candidates yeah. get to know where they stand if you are a voter you need to know um how your candidate how your elected officials are going to vote on sensible Gun laws, yeah. um, and if you don't know, find it out. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think we ter- we throw around these terms. Not again, not to get too crazy political, um, but we throw around these terms. You know, pro life, pro choice, whatever. And um, we have a lot of voters, and we have a lot of um, elected officials who claim to have a pro life stance. Mm-hmm. And however you feel about it, great. But, you know, you should include the work of gun violence prevention if you are pro-life in those beliefs. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and you have a responsibility yeah. to know how your elected officials vote on that. So, yeah. um again, if being a pro-life voter is important to you, um get in there with gun yeah. violence prevention. There's nothing more, you know pro-life in my mind.
0: Yeah. than,
1: protecting life, um, and the right to live safely. Um, and so, you know, we, we just got to open our eyes, I think, to all aspects of some of these issues, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for those who claim to care about them. So, um, so yeah, yeah, find out your local, local peeps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots of good work to be done. Um, and, uh, well, I think this is a great place to, uh, to stop for today um we've covered a lot of ground uh yeah, today i'm probably gonna keep rambling
1: yeah. if you ask me to keep talking so <laughs> well
0: no it's oh well and and we may have to do a follow-up um follow-up episode after you uh yeah, attend the big national conference and, yeah. and, and come back and I'm excited see what that's like so um and uh and yeah for in as silly as it may sound um Moms is open to men yes. as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, you do not. First of all, you don't have to be a parent to be in moms. Yeah, um, you do not have to be a woman. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is open to men, women, uh, neighbors, friends, aunts, uncles. Again, you don't have to be a parent. You don't have to, you know, any of that. Um, there's also, um, a a new branch has come out of moms, um, students demand action. Mm, So if you're 14 or older, um, there's an organization for our students to Mm -hmm. raise their voices on gun violence prevention. So students demand action is there. Um, but yeah, no, you, uh, the name is misleading, I believe because (laughs) it was founded by a group of moms, um, after Sandy Hook, but, um, Yeah. yeah, men, welcome. And again, like you don't have to be a parent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, join. yeah. So if you Google mom's demand action, um, you should be able to find that information, lots of good, uh, information on the websites and be able to find your local chapter, yep. get involved. Um, and, uh, well, thank, thank you so much for coming and having the Thanks conversation. For having uh, me. Yeah, this was, <laughs> Thanks for this was me. great. Um, and, uh, yeah it's so good to be with you guys again um and uh remember to check us out on itunes spotify or soundcloud and uh in the meantime just make sure you're going out and loving people see you guys later